Join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Get Your Life Back by Bishop Herbert Bailey. Colossians, the third chapter, starting at verse 1. It's Paul writing to the church of Coloss. And he says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which be, which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Secondly, verse 2, set your affection on things above, not on things above. On the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear. Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Verse 3 and 4 for emphasis again. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4, it talks about our lives again. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. And what really stands out to me is Paul writing to the church of Colossus, and he's saying, you need to understand, and it's really a theme through the epistles of Paul. As much as we try to use the epistles to correct sinners and to tell the world how to be right. That's not who Paul was writing to. Paul was writing to believers when he said things like, Know ye not, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Not your body supposed to be. He said, y'all stop fornicating. Your body is. He didn't even say supposed to be. Your body is the temple of hope. When, when, when he writes in Ephesians, he says, stop stealing. Stop lying. He wasn't writing, talking to sinners. You know, how, y'all know, how many of y'all know it's hard to get sinners not to sin? That's what they do. It's like getting a drunkard not to drink. The problem is not he drinks. The problem is he's a drunkard. The problem is not the pot. The problem is your pot is. 
See, we, we can change the head, the pot won't even bother you. you Got to be changed from the inside out. So Paul's writing to believers. And he's saying, no, you're not. You're by the temple of the Holy Ghost. In this case, he says, in the verse, he said, if, since you're saved now, you, you, we all confess that I've been resurrected, I've been raised with Christ. He said, now, you ought to be thinking different. Set your, seek those things which above. And y'all know, when the time runner is so hard to get us to focus on the things of God, because we have so many things that distract us. Okay, come on. You ever you ever just go to go to? I mean, you supposed to be doing something. Something you supposed to be checking an email, sending a text, and some kind of some Instagram pop up. And before you know it, you you like what what was I supposed to be doing? You got distracted. You know they got the, they got these things called cookies. So y- y'all know you go to certain websites say you got to accept the cookies. <laughs> and y- y'all, been w- y'all been waiting for Amazon to ship your cookies, right? Yeah. I accepted these cookies. I accepted all these cookies and none of them showing up in my house. The cookies is the algorithm that allows them to see what you shop and what you buy. I bought a pair of shoes this week. Wasn't planning on buying them. But I bought something else. And the cookie said, you like that, don't you? Then you like this, too. And I said, you're right. Send me those, too. Before you know it, you're distracted by so many things. And so Paul says, all the more this applies to us now. Since you, since you are saved, you've been raised with him. Seek those things which are above. You've got to be intentional about spiritual things and spiritual matters. He said, set your affection your desire, your heart, your priorities on things above, not on things on the earth. I know that's hard, y'all. Because there's some nice things here on earth. We got cars and jewelry and and clothing and and places. And I mean, boy, Lord Jesus, I I was sitting at a, I was in Florida last week at a a pastor in our fellowship 50th, birthday and I was sitting down with some other pastors and we were all talking about your people come back to church your people come back your people come back and we all agreed our folks in Mexico I said I thought that was my church oh no the saints in Mexico he said they can't come to church but they posting from Mexico everybody going to Mexico because Mexico don't care y'all come on over here y'all just come on over here don't have to be tested nothing just come on Okay, And there's so many things that distract us And Paul says all the more applies to us now You've got to be deliberate about setting your affection Having priorities of spiritual things over natural things I'm going to have to talk about spiritual in a moment Because that word spiritual has become the, to mean everything Spiritual has become See people, people put Jesus And Muhammad And Shepaka the, 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 the you know the guru and Oprah and and uh, Islam and everything, anything spiritual, they think is okay. Y'all know that's not what he's talking about, right? Because notice he's talking about Christ. He said, for you are dead, here we go, and your life is hid with Christ and God. Your life is different than other people's lives. One thing Pastor Morris and I, we often have to tell those who start serving in ministry 
And after you really get committed in ministry, you start telling me, you know, it's like, it's like we can't go nowhere. You know, we, it's like, you know, we hear all the time. You know, we hear all the time. You know, I'm always serving. Your life is different than the world's. I live on a lake. When I leave my house on Sunday morning, there's folks already outside my window on their boats. But that ain't my life. My life is different than their life. Now, when I go out on my boat on Monday morning, ain't nobody out there. Some people, this probably people in my neighborhood say, you know, he don't work. You see him on Mondays when we go, he out there on his boat, he out there sitting in his yard. Well, my life is different than their life. You need to understand your life is supposed to be different than the sinners. That's why you can't get caught up that day in Mexico every weekend. When you call a servant ministry. And it should not be an option. And I'm not talking about just for those of us who are full-time in ministry and stand in the office of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. You are also called to helps ministry. Helps ministry means you help the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher do what we call to do. And see, if it's just an optional thing for you, then you're not, you're not good help. Because help is available whenever help is needed. And you can't always schedule help. Now, I recently said to, to my head adjutant, I said, get rid of all the ones who can't come to church every week. I said, I don't need adjutants on schedule. I need people who are going to be here because they need to be here. Oh, boy, I just lost half my church. I said, adjutant, say all oh, y'all. All this scheduling. Thank God for schedules. It makes sense. We, we came up with that because people complain. Am I right, Elsie Superior? We came up with that because people complain. I'm here all the time. I'm here, I'm at church all the time. I've been at church all the time for 60 years. Well, 59 years and 10 months. <laughs> all the time. You gotta, my point is, you need to see your life different. Stop comparing your life to the world. Stop comparing your life to people who don't have the same priorities as you. Married folks look to single people. Man, they just go everywhere. They just hang out. They take girls trips. Guys, man, they just hang out. They go to clubs. You're married. Your life is different. Stop looking at that. People got children, man, I'm telling you, the kids just around all the time. They just hear, they're like here all, they come home from school every day. They always need something. I said, this, a couple was in church last night. Uh, they were greeting me as we were leaving. I said, they said, hey, we're going, I said, they said, oh, we're going over to the kids. I said, yeah, don't, don't forget to pick your kids up. People who have children, our lives are different than people who don't have children. Am I right? See, you have to embrace your status in life. 
That's why Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. So you won't be married envious at the single people and the single people envious at the married people. Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I am. And he said, once we're Christians, you your life is supposed to be hid with God in Christ. You live different than sinners. You live different than non-worshippers. You live different than people who serve the devil or serve their flesh. We set our affection on things that are above. Our life is hid with Christ in God. But then verse 4 is what I really want to emphasize. He said, when Christ, who is our life? He goes deeper. He said, first we've been risen with Christ. Then he says, we need to set our affections on Christ. Your life is hid with Christ. He said, now let, let me really get the point what I'm trying to say. He said, Christ is supposed to be your life. I just went deep on us. Because most Christians or people who profess to be Christian, Jesus is a very important part of our lives. He's a good part of our life. He's a fairly important part of our life. And that's not what Paul says. Paul says when Christ who is our life. For the Christian who's really sold out to Jesus. Whose mind has been renewed. Who's been raised to sit with him in heavenly places. Who are indeed dead to sins but alive to God. Who set our affection on things above more than things on the earth. Our life, Jesus is not a part of our life. Jesus is our life. I'm calling us, remember my last message was come closer. I'm calling us closer. I'm telling you, God, Jesus, does not want to be a part of your life. Our lives are supposed to be sold out. My mind is made up. I am sold out. My mind is made up. Hey. I am sold out. You give me my key. My mind is made up. Yeah, we sing all these songs. I'm sold out unless I'm going to Mexico. And don't ask what's in my red cup. That ain't none of your business. But we sold out. Well, no, we're not. We part-time lovers. We're really part-time lovers. Hezekiah Walk didn't write that one. We love Jesus when we love Jesus. We want to spend time with Jesus when we want to spend time with Jesus. When we decide to make him a priority. And Paul said, Christ is our life. Jesus is not satisfied. It's not going to settle to be an important part of your life. But he's a big part. Y'all ever unfortunately see people go through tragedy? Maybe lost a loved one? Child died? Parent died? How about a company that even leaves? That closes down? People say stuff like, that company was my life. They mad at the company for shutting down. I keep telling you all these jobs ain't loyal. It just, it just ain't these girls. These jobs ain't loyal. You, you sell yourself out to this job. I, I mean, I, I, 
I did everything. I didn't take vacations. I, I, I worked weekends. And you expect them to be loyal to you because you say this job was my life. Why did you make that job your life? I know we love our children, we love our parents, but, 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 and we'll say, that child was my life. And what do we mean? I did everything for that child. I, all my decisions were made with my child in mind. Somebody go through a divorce and they really hurt. That, he was my life. She was my life. So we know what it means when something or somebody's your life. And the scripture says, Christ, who is our life. No, no, part of our life, not, on, not a Sunday life, and we can't departmentalize Jesus in our lives. I think it was freshman year chemistry, I learned about a cell, and the cell has a nucleus, and I believe it has protons and electrons. Come on, somebody signs for am I right so far? Don't, make, don't, don't let me be out here to sound stupid. Got nuclear, got protons, electrons, and they revolve around the nucleus. Am I right? Jesus is supposed to be the nucleus of our lives. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Except when I'm going to Mexico. Except when I'm on a girl's trip. You are. You're the center. Unless I'm going to a party. I'm going to put you first. Unless I got to move. Then it's all about you. We sing all this stuff. Jesus said, what you doing? You lying. You're a part-time lover. By the way, the subject of this message, they've been waiting to put it up. Get your life back. Get your life back. What's, the, what's, what's Israel's song? Everything is all about you. What's that one? Huh? Yeah, Jesus. At, thank you. Jesus at the center of it all. We sing all these songs, but we part-time lovers. Christ is a, come on, at best, a good part of our life. He's a part of our life. And this pandemic has shown it. This pandemic has caused us to have misplaced priorities. And you got people saying, I don't know why I was ever at church that much. I ain't never doing that again. I, I, the same thing y'all saying about these jobs. Folks, there's more folks quitting jobs, resigning. I ain't going back to that office. I ain't never like those people. I ain't doing I'm, I'm going to sit right here in my drawers at the house and get on Zoom. Do what I got to do. I, I just ain't going. Com, com, commuter traffic? 
Oh, Jesus. How was I ever commuting to work? That devil is a lie. Especially you're going to give me $600 of unemployment. Forget going back to work. Yeah, it's caused us to misplace priority. Yeah, I know I've been pretty dramatic in this, but I want you to see Christ, he wants to be our life. And they're really it for the Christian who sold out. There's no life without Christ. There's no life without Christ. John 1 and 4, in the beginning, in John 1 and 1, in the beginning with the word, word with God, the word was God. Okay, And then it goes on to say, verse 4, in him, in Jesus, in the word, was life, and the life was the light of men. Now notice, light and life come together. You're going to see that in a couple of scriptures. When I receive life, the life of Jesus, I receive light. I used to be in darkness. I didn't know what life was about. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have destiny. I didn't have my life. It had no purpose. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. No purpose. But now we got Jesus. For those of you who don't know, that was the line of Richie. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So we get Jesus, we get life, and that life is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E, the God kind of life. We were living, but we really didn't have a life. You ever hear somebody, you ever hear somebody you need to get a life, okay? Now, now we just call people petty. <laughs> but petty means you need to get a life. You're all in other people's business, you're worried about other people's stuff. You need a life, you know? I, I used to, over the, I, I don't care anymore. I really don't care anymore. Cause I got enough to do. You know, I used to be offended that people want to counsel with the pastor. I tell them now, just get help somewhere. Leave me alone. But you need help, get something. And you don't want to call me, don't want to talk to us, it's okay. Because people oh, you don't want them in my business. Believe, can I tell you, I'm trying to get $15 million. I got enough business. I got enough business. I, I got enough business. I ain't trying to be in your business. So people are worried, worried about that. But sometimes, and then one, one time somebody said, well, yeah, I just don't want no people in my business. They were broke. They was just, I'm like, you don't have no business. You need to get in your own business. But sometimes people worried about somebody being in our business. We say, well, they need to get a life. Well, Christ is our life. John 14 and 6, Jesus says in John 14, he starts off saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house. And many man said, what not so? What not? Would have told you. Okay, I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, uh, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself that you may be with me. And Jesus gets going through, this, going through this discourse. And Thomas said, where are you going? We don't know where you're going. And we don't know the way. And Jesus responds in John 14 and 6. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. Jesus makes it real clear. If you want a relationship with God, with the Father, it comes through me. No, Jesus, I, I like to say that this way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No other way, no other truth. No other life apart from me. We as Christians, that's one of the fundamentals of the Christian faith. Jesus is not a way. He is the way. He's not a truth. He is the truth. He's not a life. He is the life. So it's all, it really is all about Jesus. And if you don't have that straight, you will put other people on par with Jesus. 
You will put other ideologies and theologies on par with Jesus. Well, you know, it was, it was three great men who lived and walked on the earth. Muhammad, Jesus, and Joseph Smith. Some of y'all don't even know who Joseph Smith is. Joseph Smith's the Mormon who, Mormon who got the revelation about, the, about Mormonism. We had somebody one time who was in my school of ministry, which is why you got, people got to be taught. Somebody was in my school of ministry and I had them and I was talking about the office of apostles, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers. And I explained to them what a real apostle was. In at least in the modern era, someone who has been taught. I mean, someone who has been sent by God to establish. I said most of the people who, who, uh, who founded great churches and great denominations, they, they, they didn't necessarily use the title, but they were apostles. John Wesley was an apostle. Okay? Bishop Mason, founder of the Church of God in Christ, was an apostle. Herbert Bailey, who the Lord sent to come to South Columbia, South Carolina, didn't want to be here to start right direction, operates in the office of an apostle. Y'all follow me? And so when I was talking about apostles, somebody in our class, they, uh, I'm not saying it's embarrassing in, in, in case you're watching, but it's just a good example of what I'm talking about. Um, somebody in our class, they wrote a paper on Joseph Smith and said he was a great apostle. And I had to explain that Joseph Smith was not a Christian in the classic way that we consider Christians. See, Joseph Smith, okay, I mean, I'm telling the truth, I'm a Christian church, I'm a Christian preacher, I'm a preach Christianity, right? Okay, so our Mormon, be nice, brothers and sisters, say you need Jesus and the revelation of Joseph Smith to be saved. You need the Bible and the Book of Mormon. Anytime you hear Jesus in, walk out, as they say, eh. It's not Jesus in anything or Jesus in anybody. He is the way, the truth, the life, all by himself. Are y'all with me here? You need to understand the basis of Christianity. So when people come to you with other stuff, you, uh, you know how to screen out and filter out what is Christian, what's not Christian. So when we receive Jesus, we receive life. Paul says this, Galatians 2 and 20, one Bishop Scotland Bailey's favorite scripture, he would quote it all the time, Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh. I'm still alive, I'm still walking in the earth, the life now, now live in the flesh on this earth, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I'm alive, but now i got life. You have to be intentional about spiritual things and spiritual matters. This pandemic has caused many to have misplaced priorities. It's time for Christians to take back our lives and be what God created us to be. To order this message, call 877-798-5433. Or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for Get Your Life Back. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. 
Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at The RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.